Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short study from God's Word every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word and thereby helps us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life grow in their faith, help people in your life come closer to God, and to start thinking about their spiritual lives by sharing these short studies with them every single day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end of this particular section of our study on heart troubles. And we're talking about problems of the heart from a spiritual perspective. And we've looked at a whole bunch of them already. In this particular section of our study, we're talking about perhaps the most fundamental heart trouble or problem of the heart from a spiritual perspective, and that is weak faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because... He who would come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Without faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're going to die in our sins. Jesus said so. If we do not believe that he is, if we do not believe that in him, that he is, then we shall die in our sins. John 8 and verse 24. Well, over and over again, we see the basic foundational need for strong faith. But what about when you have weak faith? Maybe that's where you're at right now. Or maybe you know somebody in your life who has weak faith. Sometimes even those who become faithful, dedicated, strong in their faith, Christians, for one reason or another, something happens in their life. Maybe they just become careless less focused. Maybe they become a little lackadaisical in their spiritual lives. Maybe they give in to some temptation and their faith weakens. Their faith weakens. Is that where somebody is in your life? Maybe are you experiencing weakened faith yourself? Well, faith is, again, foundational. It's pivotal to our eternal life in heaven, to our eternal salvation, to our soul's destiny. We need strong faith. So how do we overcome weak faith? How do we develop and maintain strong faith? We're looking at this through a series of steps that I've, I'm laying out, laying out and suggesting for you. Number one is, should be quickly you know, in our, brought up in our minds, we, we quickly, we recognize, I need to get back into God's word. I need to be studying God's word regularly, you know, as often as I can, consistently. Daily is really good. I need to be in God's word because as we keep emphasizing, faith comes, develops, grows, stays strong through the word of God. God speaks to us, communicates with us through his word. So I need to be in God's word. Number two, step number two, as we were looking at last time, I need to be diligent in prayer. I need to stay strong in my prayer life because that's how I speak to God. Now, think about a parent-child relationship. And so 
how does the parent develop that good, strong parental relationship with their children? They talk to them, don't they? They're there for them. They, they literally bless them by taking care of them and giving them guidance and teaching them all along the way in their growing up years. How does the child really demonstrate their love for their parent? Well, you might say they obey their parents, and, and certainly that's one way. But they also they communicate with their parents, don't they? Daddy, teach me. Mom, would you show me how to bake a cake? You know, Dad, how do I do this? And when they're in danger, they run to their parents, don't they, for protection and assurance and comfort. You see, it's a two-way communication process. God speaks to us through his word and guides us to the development of faith, saving faith. We speak to God through prayer and ask for his blessings and guidance and strength. The scriptures guide us to salvation, and we need to always communicate with our God through prayer. It's a personal communication line. Think of it, and the way I like to explain it repeatedly is, it's like we've got a hotline to the throne room in heaven. And now you know what? What happens? Let's say your, your, your cable TV goes out. It happens all, to all of us, doesn't it? Or maybe your power goes out. And you get on the phone, and you're trying to dial the company, and you may just get a recording. You can't talk to anybody. Sometimes you may have some particular problem in your home, maybe an appliance or some situation, and it's the weekend, and nobody is at the office. So you got to wait till the till, till the next work week, and then you can call and hopefully get through. And you may be put on you may be put on hold for you know twenty or thirty minutes or maybe an hour. But through prayer, we got that hotline to the throne room in heaven, and God is always there, and He's always by the phone, so to speak. He's always listening, he always cares, and he'll always answer. Now, he may not answer in the way we're wanting him to or expecting him to or hoping him to in every situation, but he's going to answer. Sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he lets us wait a while because he knows the better time. But we need to keep that hotline open, that communication line. So we need to be in prayer with God all the time. Now, through the illustrations that Jesus used in Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13, he encouraged us to be persistent in our prayers and assured us that God will always be there, that, he'll al- that he always cares, and that he will always listen to and answer the prayer of the faithful. Again, go back and read Luke chapter 11, verses 5 through 13. But we need to remember again that sometimes, because God knows best, he knows better than we do, we may, we may think we know the answer, but God knows the answer always. And so sometimes he says yes, sometimes he says no, and sometimes he lets us wait a while because he knows the better time to fulfill that particular need 
in our lives. By means of a parable, Jesus further emphasized the need for persistence in prayer in Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And this is interesting. In that parable, Jesus demonstrated the personal care that God has for his faithful followers and also for the justice and righteousness and how God responds to the petitions of the faithful. But as with any tool, prayer is only effective if it is used. A Christian needs to continually pray for strength, Psalm 119 and verse 28, for wisdom, James chapter 1 and verse 5, in order to be able to successfully deal with all that life and the devil throws at us. A strong, consistent prayer life is essential to developing and maintaining strong faith, to overcoming weak faith. Step number three. So we've looked at we need to be diligent in studying God's word. Step number one, we need to be diligent in keeping our communication line prayer open to God. Step number three, if we want to overcome weak faith and develop and maintain strong faith, we need to serve God actively diligently. Strong faith is necessarily active faith, and that's faithfulness again, that third aspect of faith used in the scriptures. A classic text is James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. James begins by asking the rhetorical question, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? In other words, just intellectual faith, nothing more, just agreement, just a belief, and that's it? We don't put it into action? Verse 14, James demonstrates the impossibility of separating faith from works, separating faith from action. Real faith, saving faith, strong faith is active. It works. James goes into great detail in showing that the believing component of faith cannot survive without the working component of faith. Both components have to be present for faith to be healthy and strong, and consistently so. James explicitly states, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. He repeats this truth, this time in the form of another rhetorical question. But do you not know that faith without works is dead? Verse 20. In verse 24, he says, you see that then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Verse 24. The only time you read the phrase faith only, it's found in James, verse 24, and it says, not by faith only. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. And then again, he emphasizes in verse 26, faith without works 
is dead, verse 26. And perhaps the most striking in James' reference to the demons is to the demons having enough faith to believe and to tremble, but they're still demons in hell. So you see, just believing is not going to get it. We have to put our belief into action through good works. We have to be actively serving God. That's part of real, strong faith. It's not just sitting in a pew or sitting in a, in a chair in a church service and taking in what the preacher's saying and nodding your head yes and then getting up and leaving, go eat lunch someplace. You've got to put what you've come to learn and believe into practice actively. You need to stay in God's Word to grow in your faith. You need to stay in prayer to God to grow stronger in your faith. And you need to put your faith into action through good works on a regular and consistent basis, serving God, putting your faith into action, because faith without works is dead. The demons have faith without works. They're still demons in hell. You don't want to be among them. You want to be an actively faithful servant of God. We'll finish up our study next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to understand the importance of full faith, not just believing, but obeying what we've come to believe, and not stopping there even, but to actively serve you through our faith, through good works. Help us to be that example of a working Christian, Father. Please, we pray. Please, Father, and please forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.